Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is chair, C-H-A-I-R. What is it? Really, you're supposed to say. It's really, you're supposed to say. <laughs> you bet your life. You bet your life. <laughs> Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, a comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who now have on display the all-new 1954 Plymouth, your best buy in the low-priced field, and who, on November 5th, will have on display the astonishing and beautiful new DeSoto for 1954. And now, here he is, the one, the only... That old boy. Oh, that's me. <laughs> well, here I am again with a thousand dollars, George, for one of our couples. Not a thousand dollars, George. That's silly. Thousand George dollars for one of our couples. <laughs> Who's first? Well, we have a housewife and a druggist for you, Groucho. Mr. Sid Chambers and Miss Mrs. Edna Rob Webster. Would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. That is, if you have a house. A druggist and a housewife, huh? Yes, sir. Mr. Sid Chambers, I presume you're the druggist. Yes, sir. Are you uh, married? Yes, sir. I have two children. Where are you from? I'm from Hollywood, sir. Hollywood? Yes, sir. Only in, only in Hollywood would a druggist have a butch haircut. Huh? <laughs> Mrs. Edna Rob Webster, huh? Yes, sir. And is that a simple declarative? What do you mean by Edna Rod Webster? That's my name, Groucho. Oh. You're a housewife? Partly. Which part? (laughs) Where are you from, uh, Edna? I was born in Marshalltown, Iowa, and grew up among the tall corn, but I didn't grow so tall. Oh. Oh, You'll find plenty of tall corn here tonight. uh. (laughs) How long have you been a housewife? Thirty-five years. Thirty-five years? Why, you're not that old, Edna. (laughs) Well, that's what my birth certificate says. It does, huh? Does it talk? (laughs) You you say you've been married 35 years to Noah Webster? No, to uh, William Webster. Oh. Well, what do you attribute the success of this marriage, the longevity of this affair? Anything in particular? Well, I do think that many married people would be happier if they permitted each other more freedom in activities and uh, interests and didn't try to dictate to one another and say, you have to do this and you have to do that. We don't do that in our house, either for our children or each other. I think that's very wise. You notice what's happened to most of the dictators in the last few years. (laughs) Are you still awake over here, sir? Yes, sir. I'm not. I don't know about you. Well, let's get back to your pharmacy. Uh, well, uh, where is it? Well, it's the Friendly Owl Rexall store in, in Westwood Village, Groucho. Oh. What is your job there? Well, I'm the pharmacist and the manager, Groucho. And what does a pharmacist do? Well, the specific duty of a pharmacist is to carry out the doctor's instructions. Well, where do you bury them? <laughs> You know, as long as we're talking about druggists, uh, why do you always put so much cotton in the pill bottles? Well, we don't charge... By the time you drag that cotton out of the pill bottle, you can die. (laughs) 
the cotton. It isn't even the cotton kind of cotton you can use for cleaning out your ears. It's just a, it's just a waste. You just have to throw it away. Well, it's good cotton, Groucho, but uh, you're not charged for that. The cotton is put in there. To Why do they stick that in there around protect. four in the morning when you're trying to find a pill? <laughs> well, that's to protect the pill. Uh, One night I swallow the cotton. <laughs> That's to protect the pill. Next day, I had a fur-lined vest, and I was naked. <laughs> There's another complaint I have. I have 32 bottles at home, approximately, even in my medicine chest. And they all say the same thing. Take three times daily. Gotcha. Or uh, uh, doctor's directions. As directed, it says. Why don't you put the name of the medicine on the bottle? Well, that's, that's coming about. If you had 32 bottles in your medicine cabinet, I'd start cleaning house. Uh, well, they're not all medicinal. <laughs> Some of them are fifths in there. <laughs> but actually, the uh, the doctors now are putting what is in the prescription and uh, telling the, the pharmacist to write the, the name of the drug right on the label. Yes, and how often to take it? Uh, the other night, I thought I was taking three aspirins. It turned out to be three Benzedrines. <laughs> I wound up jumping over my house. That's, that's the advantage, I think, of putting the name of the preparation right on the label. That's right. And how often you should take it and when. That's right. Will you remember that? I certainly do my best. Give my love to your three children. Thank you. It's two. Now, let's play you bet your life. Run your $20 and no more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big question later. You were selected girls' names and song as your category. All of these girls' names have been popularized in music. I'll give you a hint from a song, and you identify the girl. Clear? Yes. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Twenty. 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 Twenty dollars. Who is sweet as apple cider? Ida. Ida is absolutely right. And you now have forty dollars. We don't pay the whole thing. Uh, Cantor pays $19 of that. Huh? <laughs> now you have $40. How much are you going to bet on your second question? We'll bet it all, Gracia. Okay. Through the black of night, i got to go where you are. Who am I looking for? Chloe. Chloe is correct. You now have $80. How much? All of it, huh? Nature, fashion, roses, kiss with dew. It was the start of who? Uh, sweet Lily Lonnie. Sweet Lonnie is right. You've now climbed to $160. How much are you going to go for? We'll go all the way, Gretchen. All the way, all right. Dum-dum <laughs> doesn't live here anymore. Annie doesn't live here anymore. Dum-dum is what I call her, but her name is Annie. That's right. <laughs> and you wind up with $320. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. You're very smart. George, have you heard this old Scotch ballad? DeSoto's arriving, hooray, hooray. DeSoto's arriving a week from today. DeSoto's arriving, it's going to be great. So get out and see it, and don't you be late, late, late. <laughs> That's a fine song, Groucho, but it's not exactly accurate. No? No. You see, the stunning and remarkable new DeSoto for 1954 goes on display a week from tomorrow, Thursday, November 5th, to be exact. I know that, Fenneman. But if you're so smart, let's see you rhyme hooray with a week from tomorrow. Let's see you rhyme anything for that matter. Rhyme orange for me, Fenneman. Well, I can't rhyme orange, Groucho. Of course not. All you're good for is to remind people that Thursday, November 5th, is the day of the stunning new DeSoto for 1954. 
goes on display. Give him that date again, George. That's one week from t- tomorrow, Thursday, November 5th, the day the stunning new DeSoto for 1954 goes on display for the very first time. Be sure to see it at your DeSoto Pl- Plymouth dealers. Now, uh, before we proceed, uh, I want to read a little note here. In the November 1st issue of Parade, the Sunday newspaper supplement, there's a story about Fenneman, uh, Mr. Fenneman. It's titled, Groucho Always Picks on Me, and I think you may find it amusing. I hope you do. Uh, (laughs) I doubt it. All right, George. uh, On with it. Who's next? Groucho invited some bakers to the show tonight in our studio. I invited some bakers? No, we did. Oh, you said Groucho invited some bakers. No, I said Groucho. We invited some bakers to the show tonight. Oh, you still said Groucho invited some bakers. <laughs> Anyhow, these bakers that got to our show, uh, where did you... how they get in? I have no idea. <laughs> Anyhow, uh... you're probably loafing on the job coming down. <laughs> I'd, I'd like you to meet a baker that we have here. His name is Luther. This isn't home run baker. He used to play with the athletics. <laughs> no, it isn't. This is Mr. High Catan. His partner is Mrs. Ruth Bro, And here they come, folks. Would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx right now? Well, howdy. Welcome to your betcha life. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mr. High Catan, eh? Mr. Catan, I'll, I'll start with you. Where are you from? New York City, sir, near Central Park. Oh. Are you a squirrel? No, sir. <laughs> a baker. A baker. You're a baker, so well, you have to be from the yeast, don't you? Right. You're a baker, so you have to be from the yeast. Eh? I was kind of ashamed of that, so I mumbled it. Huh? <laughs> Mrs. Ruth Bro, yes, that's you? That's I. Where are you from, uh, Ruth? I'm from Monongo, West Virginia. Where's that? And remember, I have no shame. That's a small town. I have town. no joke either. Huh? <laughs> that's a small town on the West Fork of the Monongahela. And we had some people in the service in our family, and I left the town in 1943 to join the Marine Corps. Uh, why did you join the Marine Corps? Well, as I said, we had some people in our family in the service. We had a soldier, we had two sailors, we had a CB. And I figured it was time we got a fighting man, so I joined the Marines. <laughs> what did you do with the Marines? I was a laundry officer. Well, at least you were right up there on the line, weren't you? (laughs) Now, Mr. Catton, let's hurry back to your bakery. I just love to smell hot bread. (laughs) Have you had a bun on recently? (laughs) Where do you work? Delhaven Bakery in Beverly Hills. Oh, Delhaven's. I've been there many times. Have you ever seen me in your bakery? Yes, many times. We appreciate having you as a customer. Oh, I'm not a customer. (laughs) I just go there on rainy days. Your oven is a wonderful place to dry my shoes and socks. Occasionally, I stick my head in there, too. How would you describe your bakery? Uh, What kind of a place is it? Uh, Well, we have quite a diversified line. We make French pastries and Danish pastries... German coffee cakes, regular American type of pastries, donuts, everything. I think you're putting too much rye in your rye bread, uh, Bacon. <laughs> How can you be all of these things to all people? 
Well, you see, sir, we uh, have a Frenchman making French pastry and a Dane making Danish pastry. Somehow a Canadian making the German coffee cakes. In fact, uh, we try to make everything that people will buy, like, and talk about. Well, you said you were successful last week. Everybody at the hospital was talking about your cream pie. <laughs> well, I hate to change the subject, but now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. In the race for the $1,000, the druggist and his partner won $320, and the secret word is chair. Here we go. Let's see how high can budget $20. You selected old riddles as your category. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Marine wants to shoot the works. What kind of a coat is put on wet? Paint. It's just coat of paint. That's right. Coat of paint. Well, <laughs> you now have $40. All right. How much of the 40 are you going to bet? The whole thing. What is black and white and red all over? A newspaper. A lexicographer, that's right. <laughs> you now have $80. Here's your third question. How much of the 80 Whole thing. Let her ride. Okay. When is a door, not a door? When it's a jar. When it's a jar, is right. You now have $160. Pretty sharp baker, is Your last chance to be the other couples, you're going to bet the 160 Shoot the works. To what man do other men always take off their hats? A woman. Woman. To what man do other men always take off their hats? Talk it over. Your partners. No man? No, I'm sorry. It's a barber. Pretty easy. It's a real old red. Well, gradually... Well, we can't let you leave here broke. Lost all their money. We're going to give you one question. You get this right, and you win 25 bucks. Who was president during Grant's administration? President Grant. Ulysses S. Grant. That's absolutely right, and I'm sorry you didn't win more money. Thank you. I understand the new DeSoto is coming out soon. November 5th. My spies tell me that it's going to be out of this world. November 5th. They say this new DeSoto is going to be the greatest car ever built. November 5th. I don't like to mention it, but your needle seems to be stuck. November 5th. What's going to be so new and marvelous about this stunning new DeSoto? November 5th. You know he gets paid for this, and him a college graduate. I know, November, November 5th. 5th. Folks, watch for the greatest new car ever built. The magnificent new DeSoto coming... I believe that date you had in mind was November 5th. Well, that's the date, Groucho. November 5th on our television show. The first TV view of the marvelous new DeSoto. Before we went on the air, Groucho, we selected a married couple. And now I'd like you to meet the Mr. and Mrs. Everett Calicoat. Would you please come in and meet Groucho Marx? Marilyn Calicoat. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and you divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mr. and Mrs. Everett Calicoat. What is your hometown, Ev? That's you, I presume. That's me. I was born at Arnton, Ohio, on the river. In the river? On the river. Is this near the Monongahela River? No, that's the Ohio River. Oh, does that empty into the Mississippi? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It does. That's so long a time. What's that? After so long a time. Well, sure, I didn't mean immediately. 
I mean, it didn't go right from the Sinton Hotel in Cincinnati to the Mississippi River. Took a cab. <laughs> Mrs. Calico, where where are you from? I was born in a log cabin in Brown County, Indiana. You're not Abe Lincoln, are you? <laughs> I might be relation. I wish I was. <laughs> well, I hope you are. By the way, Mrs. Cal, I can't keep calling you Mrs. Calico. What does Everett call you? Oh, you wouldn't want to call me that. My name's Helen Lucille, but I don't like Helen, so everyone calls me Lucille. Well, why don't you like Helen? What has she done to you? <laughs> How did you meet uh, this uh, buxom lad over here, Everett? Well, our church was holding an open-air service, and Everett came wandering by. He asked if he could play he our wandering guitar. By. Was, he, was he on his way to church, or was he just casing the joint? <laughs> He was casing the joint for a girl. <laughs> Everett? You rascal, you. Huh? <laughs> Is this way you usually prowled around on Sunday morning? Oh, this was a Saturday night. Oh, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, let's go on with this. Uh... Well, he asked to play a uh, guitar, and we let him. He was a strolling troubadour, in other words, huh? <laughs> Not exactly. Well, what, what, what attracted you to Everett besides his guitar playing? Well, he... Uh, was there anything about him that you didn't like yes. besides his guitar playing? Maybe that's simpler, though. Well, one thing he didn't... The main thing that I didn't like, he didn't like children. And I think everyone should like children. Well, Everett, have you... Uh, <laughs> Have you revised your opinion in recent years? Yes, I have. You you like them now? Oh, I, I love children. And Do you uh, have any? We have eight. <laughs> eight children, eh? Never underestimate the power of a woman. <laughs> or a guitar. You know, that reminds me about liking children. W.C. Fields was one of the great comedians. Somebody once asked him, he said, uh, Bill, do you like children? He says, yes, fried. <laughs> you know, he pretended all his life that he, that he disliked children. And when he died, he left all his money to an orphan asylum. He was a queer quake in this man, but he was a wonderful comedian and a great guy. And uh, there's nobody around like him. Now, uh, now that we're through with this uh, sad soliloquy, uh, <laughs> Lucille, are there any problems connected with raising eight children? Yes. In addition to Everett? <laughs> there are plenty of problems with eight children. I don't see why. After all, I've raised three myself. The only thing that keeps me from being perfectly normal is that I've lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what are some of your problems, Lucille? Well, uh, an example, when we came to California, no one would rent us a place to live. With eight children, they just laughed at us. Mm. So we moved into a two-room apartment, and the health department heard about it. So they came around and looked at our place, and they told us we were overcrowded. Well, we knew it. <laughs> and then they told us we had to move. Well, Everett, how did you solve this dilemma? Well, there was a very well-to-do industrialist uh, from Burbank came over and bought us a four-bedroom home and uh, 
put us there and, and it wouldn't take any money. Of course, uh, we're going to pay for it. We, we want to pay for the home, but well, he, he did it. Magnificent gesture so on his part. We appreciate you, too. I imagine there's a continuous picnic at your house, isn't there, uh, Everett? What are some of the forms of entertainment a large family like yours enjoys? Well, we... I mean, you're not playing the guitar. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we all climb trees together. It doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, the ten of you go up a tree yes, together? Yes, we find a big tree that we can climb. It doesn't cost any money to climb trees. No. Sometimes does it get down again, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we go picnicking and uh, do a lot of things as a family. It doesn't require any money. And we sing together. Uh -huh. Are any of your family out front? Yes, two. I have uh, two daughters, is all. We... We brought them along. How many? What are the? Uh, you know, how many uh, girls do you have? We have four boys and four girls. Oh, worked out fine. Yes, huh? it was. Uh, now, would you? Uh, could you sing something for us? Well, <laughs> what about the kids? Couldn't you have them come up and help you sing? Well, we can try. You could could they all <laughs> sing together like the Trap Family. Where are the children? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sing us a real kid, too, aren't they? Eh? Like the dad. <laughs> How are you going to sing? I'll sing a, an old spiritual, just a chorus of it. All right, that'll uh, be fine. Huh? I'm going down to the River Jordan. Ready to go, guy? I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going down to the River Jordan. Will I? Going down the river of Jordan, some these days I'm going down the river of Jordan, Well, we've had the Mississippi, the Monongahela, and now the River Jordan. We are on the Well, I'm sure you folks are more interested in winning a lot of money tonight than you are in hearing me gab, so let's get to work. Say, they sing mighty good together. Now, all you have to do is run your $20 no more than our other couples. You'll get a crack at all that money later on. In the race for the $1,000, the druggist and his partner are still leading with $320. Here we go. Let's see how high you can budget $20. You selected famous children of fiction as your category. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Talk right up loud. 19.99. Okay. Okay. And Uncle Tom's cabin. What was the name of the little girl who just growed? Oliva. No, Topsy. Topsy. Topsy know? is right. Huh? <laughs> All right. Now, how much of your Topsy? No, no. How much of your uh, 39.99 are you going to bet? Um. 
Just All of it. What was the name of the kids who found a witch's house made of candy? Hansel and Gretel. Hansel, Hansel and Gretel is right. $39.98. They changed it later. They made it Frankie and Johnny instead of Hansel. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel was sweetheart. Here's your third question. How much will you bet? All right, now one answer between you. Decide before you talk. What little Dutch boy, what little Dutch boy was involved with the silver skates? Hans Brinker. Hans Brinker is right. We all have $159.96. Now look, you uh, you decide between you now before you answer now. Now, uh, how much are you going to bet? This is the last question. All of it. All of it? Or are you frightened? <laughs> You've got a lot of faith. You go ahead. <coughs> she says all of it. In what book were Meg, Beth, and Amy the central characters? Little Women. Little Women is right. <laughs> and you wind up with And that means the druggist and his partner with $320 in just one minute get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. Thursday, November 5th, is going to be your very first opportunity to see the stunning, magnificent 1954 DeSoto. This 1954 DeSoto is such a remarkable car with so many advanced engineering features and such great beauty of line that you won't want to miss it. That date again is Thursday, November 5th. That's D-Day. D for the outstanding new DeSoto for 1954. Mark that date down now. Thursday, November 5th. Your first chance to see the dramatic new DeSoto for 1954. Now, Groucho, here's our winning couple, the druggist and his partner, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Early in the 17th century, the Lord Protector of the British Commonwealth made a statement that since has been widely quoted. Trust in God and keep your powder dry. For $1,000, what was this great soldier, statesman, and civil administrator? Who was he? Okay, what, uh, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Take a stab if you don't know. Uh, no, we don't know. Well, make a guess. Oliver Cromwell. Baby. Oliver Cromwell is right! <laughs> oh, I never thought I'd have to plead with somebody to take $1,000 away from me. Well, you win $1,000 plus how much in the quiz, George? Well, $320? That's thing, yeah. $1,320 you want. What are you going to do with all that money? Well, there are so many places for it, but I, I think I will send some to my niece who is a missionary in Korea. Oh, well, that's a wonderful way to spend the money. But I want to ask you one question. Why didn't you? Why were you so reluctant to say Oliver Cromwell? Because I couldn't associate Oliver Cromwell with powder, you know, gunpowder. But you knew that there was... 
Any question, any answer was better than nothing. Yes, I did. Was, that's why I said it. <laughs> well, you didn't. I had to force it out of you. Well, I mean, finally. <laughs> if you had any manhood, you'd give me five hundred dollars. What are you going to do with your dough? We'd like to maybe put another room on our house. It's getting a little small as our family's getting a little larger. So. Oh, I see. Well. I have no answer for that. Uh, <laughs> however, congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Thank you. You bet you your life. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't forget Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. Remember that the dealers who sell the remarkable new Plymouth, engineered and built to be your best buy in the low-priced field, will have the magnificent new 1954 DeSoto on display November 5th. DeSoto, Plymouth, two great new cars. Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see the distinguished new DeSoto. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. When driving, signal your intentions and slow down gradually. Remember, quick stops invite rear-end collisions. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. 